Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Reconciliation. We haven't talked about that in a while. We haven't. Uh, but it is certainly an important topic for, for families, for congregations. Mm-hmm. What happens when we, um, when we face uh, separation, frustration, um, strife in our own lives? How do we, how do we move on? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we move on in a God-pleasing way or do we just move on uh, leaving that that strife between us. So how do we do that? Joining us by phone today, Dwight Shetler. He is president of Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Dwight, thanks so much for being our guest today. Oh, it's my privilege. Thanks so much, Andy. You've been traveling and busy with Ambassadors <laughs> of Reconciliation, uh, teaching, equipping people to uh, to take a look at, at reconciliation, to practice reconciliation in a God-pleasing way. Share with us uh, some stories uh, from Ambassadors of Reconciliation uh, that help us really understand what reconciliation is all about. Well, I'm glad to do that, and you're right. We have been uh, traveling. Uh, We're just uh, recovering from our trip to Rwanda, of all places, uh, where we were invited by um, the Office of International Mission. Reverend Shawan Trump uh, reached out to me uh, at the beginning of the year um, to seek assistance for a a, a young Lutheran church body in Rwanda. Uh, They were requesting um, trauma counseling training. For their pastors, and when he first contacted me, I, you know, I was delighted to hear from him. But I had to explain that trauma counseling training isn't what we do. It's not how we describe ourselves. Uh, we're all about, like you said, reconciliation and uh, 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 proclaiming God's forgiveness to one another, coming together for mutual confession and forgiveness, those sorts of things. And as we talked about the need, he says, you know. I really think that is what they need. So we uh, began making our plans, and uh, we just returned from Rwanda about a week ago. And there it was a remarkable experience. We had about uh, 20 uh, pastors, along with their wives of this uh, uh, new church body. Um, <clears throat> Lutheran Mission in Africa, Synod of Thousand Hills is the name of the, the church body. Um, LCMS is just starting um, a relationship with them. Uh, just getting to know one another, so there's no formal um, uh, fellowship yet. But uh, we were delighted to serve them in this way. I'm curious. Oh, um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious well, how uh, how the the uh, the program or, or the the training uh, translates into a different culture. Well, that was uh, fascinating. We had to do a lot of study. We, uh, neither one of us had been to Rwanda before, and of course, their concern is um, they needed this trauma counseling training in the wake of the genocide that occurred there 25 years ago. So the very unique aspects of this culture. Uh, their native language is uh, Kinyarwanda. Of course, we don't speak a lick of Kinyarwanda, <laughs> and uh, so we, we had to have uh, our materials translated. And uh, what transcends culture is uh, God's Word and His message of reconciliation, and that is what we experienced while we were there. Um, we focused on telling stories, and interestingly, the stories that we would tell based on things that happened here uh, in the States, we would change names, uh, so they were names common to uh, our brothers and sisters in Rwanda. Uh, we might change um, uh, other aspects of the story, like when we, we used, uh, we changed a tractor that's in the story to uh, an ox cart, just to make it <laughs> more relatable. And uh, we did a, a number of those things, and 
um, as we were sharing those stories, the translators would often lean into us and say, there are people here today experiencing exactly what you're describing. Mm. So these issues that we have amongst ourselves, uh, even here, uh, translate in our experience in other cultures, um, maybe with a few details changed, but at the heart of it, um, they still have relational strife. Absolutely. That's an, we all share a sinful uh, human nature and, and all are in need of, of the gospel of, of Jesus, even in different cultures. That Well, that's exactly right. And it was our privilege then, um, coming back to their request for trauma counseling, um, the issues that they shared with us, um, many of them were common to what we would have here, uh, issues in marriages, issues in the family, issues between church members and things. But what made their stories very unique is that their stories involve um, this person with whom I am uh, presently uh, in church with. 25 years ago, he killed my family. Mm. How do you relate to that? Right? Or another person says, um, uh, I don't know who my uh, father is because during the genocide, my mother was raped. And she doesn't want to tell me anything about my father because it brings too, ma- too many bad memories. How do I reconcile who I am as a person? How do I relate to my mother? See, those were some of the unique things. But what they had in common was the solution mm-hmm. to what we concentrated on is reminding them whose they are because of the blood of Christ. They are God's precious child, and God will never leave them nor forsake them. And as we were sharing these things, you could just see their countenance release. You could see them relax. It was remarkable uh, to witness this. Uh, They had questions of forgiveness. Um, I know the Bible says I'm supposed to forgive this person, but they need to pay for what they did. Can I forgive them if they still need to go to jail? And so being able to help them see through Scripture that um, forgiveness does not eliminate or remove earthly consequences of sin. You can still forgive and and still have consequences. That was a huge, that was revolutionary to their thinking. And again, they found it very, um, very relieving to, uh, to experience that. How have you seen the the training like this make a difference in a family or in a congregation, um, whether it was immediate or over time? How have you seen um, this practice of reconciliation uh, serve a family or a congregation? Well, we hear those stories all the time. Just like we were seeing in Rwanda, we have these stories uh, here as well. What we hear often is that uh, they say, um, I came to this training learning how to, uh, hoping to learn how to help others. But what it has done, it has changed who I am at home. And what it changes is, you know, we, we really focus on, um, instead of just saying, oh, I am so sorry if, and you fill in the blank, if I made you angry, right? And, and I, I struggle with that one myself. I, I'd like to come home and confess, I'm sorry, sweetheart, if I made you angry. And what I'm really doing is confessing my wife's sin of anger, <laughs> not what I did to contribute to it. And so what we emphasize is, confessing this is how I sinned against God and against you. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, I confess that. And then in response, instead of saying, ah, don't worry about it, which is so common in our culture, um, we say, 
I can forgive you because I too have been forgiven. But more than that, I have good news for you. Your Jesus knows about this, and he forgives you. He hung on the cross, died, and rose again for you. You are forgiven. That language, when, we, when people uh, take that from the training and, and, and uh, begin to use it in their families, it changes, it changes the culture of their family. And we hear that over and over again. And it's the same way um, in a congregation. Imagine a congregation that's known for um, not just dealing and resolving conflict, dealing with and resolving conflict, but actually reconciling in the wake of the conflict. You see, every church has conflicts. But what about um, a church that will um, be where people, because it's all individuals, people are willing to say, I have sinned against God and sinned against you. Will you forgive me? And then have that extent, uh, um, that forgiveness extended. Uh, that changes a culture of a place. And uh, that's what we see uh, in the wake of the training as well. What are some of the, the training opportunities available for people? Well, um, the, we have them all listed on our website. We have a couple that are coming up soon. Um, in uh, One in St. Louis at the beginning of May, I think it's May 10th. Uh, it'll be hosted at uh, Concordia Seminary. Uh, it's coaching people through conflict. And I want to encourage uh, anybody who's available to to join us there. It's a Friday and Saturday. And it's got a special schedule because we're trying to accommodate uh, seminarians as much as possible. And in fact, a generous donor has made it possible for us to offer that to seminarians for little more than the cost of materials. So if you're a seminarian out there, I'd love to see you um, uh, May 10th in, uh, at, on the seminary campus. Another um, training is uh, four days of training, coaching, uh, which is two days, and mediation, which is two days, is going to be in the Twin Cities at uh, South Shore Trinity Lutheran Church in White Bear Lake. Uh, that um, uh, That is also going to be, I think it's May 8th through 11th, something like that. And uh, so that's on our website. But what I really want to point people to is our annual conference, which is coming up in September. That will be September 26th through 28th. Uh, that's going to be in Williamsburg, Virginia, at King of Glory Lutheran Church. Uh, they've been generous to host that event. We have some dynamite speakers lined up for that. Um, Reverend Tim Carter, who authored the book uh, Executioner's Redemption, uh, he tells his story in the book about um, beginning his career as um, a prison guard in the Texas prison system, as a non-believer, how God got a hold of his heart throughout that process. He tells of his story through um, being called to seminary, becoming a chaplain on death row uh, in the Texas prison system, and ultimately going on to ordination, where he, and he now serves as pastor at Salem Lutheran Church in Tomball, Texas. Find out more about Ambassadors of Reconciliation at aorhope.org. Our guest today, Dwight Shetler, he's president of Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Thanks so much, Dwight, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, it was my privilege. Thanks so much, Andy. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere.